everyone. Welcome to a very intimate, near and dear topic for today's podcast. It is part two of a series that we've been doing, Women in Law. And this one is definitely something I can speak to. It's creating your own law firm. And that's the topics for today's podcast. And I want to first say that um, a law firm versus a solo practice. So a law firm uh, suggests multiple people um, in the practice staff, other attorneys, other support versus a solo practice is the owner, one person who sits as everything, practicing, bringing in the business, doing the own support, etc. And um, I have never wanted to do a solo practice. I wanted to be in the boys club, you know, because when um, Uplift was birthed in 2018, December 1st, 2018, will forever reign um, in infamy. The The idea was, no, like, I'm a woman, I can, I don't have to be just a solo practitioner hanging her shingle because uh, back in the day, and that was when I first started practicing, um, it was almost like not very honorable to, as an attorney, to hang up your own shingle. That just meant that no respectable law firm was willing to take you in at, or you were very strange and you needed to just be on your own. Um, because one of the things is that when you enter the practice of law, uh, newly licensed, you don't know anything because in law school, they don't teach you how to practice. They're very clear about that. Law schools give you the tools to think um, like a lawyer and to transition, but they don't give you as to, you know, like really practical things. Like if you're in a law firm or versus if you decided to start your own solo or start your own law firm, meaning, you know, they don't really tell you about like, uh, the client attorney dynamic, like in practice, what, what is that really like? Um, how do you deal with billing and money issues? Because certain practices, um, even in the law firm arena, you have to bill um, hourly and um, hourly for an attorney is usually in six minutes or 15 minute increments. Uh, so and also a law firm puts on its associates billable hours, which means like what you must accomplish um, to stay within the policies and practices of the law firm. And so I think that like whether you decide to be a law firm or a solo practitioner wildly depends on your practice. So a lot of times what I see are certain practices that are more, um, that lend themselves more to uh, being solo, like family law. Um, I think uh, workers comp, I've seen that, PI, aka personal injury. Um, I've seen employment uh, can be very much um, solo, like a one person, one man show. And I, when I started Uplift, I did see that there were more um, like practicing attorneys on their own, but I saw that 
when I started Uplift, I, I really did see more of an, an acceptance for attorneys to start their own thing, but not to, I think, uh, I, I hesitate to use this word, but I can't find a more appropriate word, uh, more legitimate kind of infrastructure uh, in terms of uh, the practice, right? So I would see within my own friends who were solo practitioners um, that they kind of were just like flying by the seat of their pants, just sort of, they weren't really establishing like an infrastructure. They were just kind of, because they were solo, like, as I said, they wore all of the hats, you know, practicing, bringing in the money, like, uh, you know, client handling, that uh, billing, etc. So I had this mindset, again, like my practice is in business. So I can't really actually be a solo because all of my 95, I think we're almost geez. Like I think in years one through three, one through two, two and a half, like I would say like 95% is business. Now it's really approaching, you know, I I've got like maybe 2% employment plaintiff. Um, but it's just impossible. I knew like I really wanted to be a business law, business litigation law firm. And with the amount of work and care that goes into business owners and entrepreneurs, like there was no way this could have been a one woman show, number one. Like, so I think that when you do decide to go out on your own, you really have to be, um, very brave. And one of the things that I always, um, I have this like paperweight, uh, that I, I look at every, every single day, a quote by CS Lewis, courage, dear heart, courage, dear heart, because really, um, to go out on your own, you just, you can't even think about, all of the the what ifs, you just have to go and like do it. And the first question you should ask is what do I want to establish a law firm or a solo practice? And then it's like, well, to help answer that question, you think about like, what's my practice, right? So with, let's take, for example, one of the popular solo practices, uh, employment plaintiff, you can easily just do that as your own, as many of my colleagues have done, because you typically employment plaintiff is done on an, a contingency basis and it moves a little slower. It moves slower in that practice. So you're able to, you know, work up cases at a reasonable pace Um and, you know, like the, in that way, you can maintain just yourself and all you care about is yourself. So you really only have like your own mouth to feed. Um, and because it's contingency, you know, you collect like a, a bulk amount when a case is settled, um, either by settlement or mediation or even trial. So a person who's doing a solo practice in like a, in this hypothetical in employment law is able to pace themselves. And in that way, like you can definitely um, drive down costs because it's just you. Um, 
for me, I had no other plan but to be successful because, and I also never thought I was going to be successful at the same time. Um, so it was very strange. Like I had thought to myself, yeah, I want to be a law, uh, a law firm, but I also don't necessarily buy into the fact that I will be able to feed anybody um, holistically except my own. I actually in year within year one, I was just like, let me just see if I can replace my paycheck me like in the most bare minimum. And um, the way that I started was just with with nothing, really, like I one of the things that I'm very proud of, um, as a business owner is that I, I didn't have to loan like I, I this firm has never been in the red. It's always been green. And I attribute that to the fact that I never took out any loans. I didn't believe in that. I didn't want any debt. I was like, if this is going to work, it's going to have to work in its purest, most simple form. Like it's, you know, I got to I got to just figure out um, who am I speaking to? What what clients am I looking for and what? What, where do I want to play? And my competitors, um, I didn't want to compete with the other big law firms. Like that's not, I, I knew already like those clients would want that, you know, like my clients are going to want me. Um, so I don't like when, you know, people ask me like, oh, like, do you, do you uh, size up your competition? Like who's, and I'm like, I, to this day, we're going in year four. Like I, I have no idea who my competitors are because that's not how I started this business. Um, I wanted to just be in my own lane. And I think business tip number one in starting your own law firm is be in your own lane and figure out like no know who your clients are going to be. So when you st when you don't think about everybody else, like how your competitors are doing it, that's really going to pave the way and give you confidence in doing something this huge. Um, so I also believe in first attempting to drive down your costs because that will definitely assist you in, you know, being in the green. So the, I knew that I wanted a different kind of client. I knew that I wanted to be in business and I knew that there were so many small business owners out there that were kicking ass, but did not have a legal infrastructure. And in particular in 2018, I uh, honed in on the boom of social media. I saw that um, there were businesses or Insta famous people who are making money, but didn't seem like they were actually stood up as a business. And I wanted those kinds of people, but I also did not see anybody really putting any lawyer putting themselves out there in a genuine fashion. Um, like on Instagram. And so I don't know if 
again, because I, I don't ever look at my competitors. I don't know if I'm a pioneer in that way. I just knew that I needed to get on Instagram and just be, be myself and be myself in my most, you know, genuine way, which I've never done since uplift, uh, was birth. And if they want to come, they'll come. So I put a lot of faith in, um, my image and I never changed it because I believe that, you know, what is it? The field of dreams. If you like whatever, they will come. <laughs> and, and that's like literally what I did. I was like, you know, um, they will come, uh, whoever is going to come. And um, so I everything is really, really expensive. Like if you get sidetracked into the pitfalls of um, standing up your own business, whether law firm or solo practice, I remember being so overwhelmed and like crying all the time because it's a confusing thing. You know, I knew I had, I was very strong in my beliefs that Instagram was the way I need, I wanted a certain demographic. Um, I did not want to borrow any money. I didn't have any money to be honest. Like when you, I came from a law firm and so I was living like paycheck to paycheck based on that law for on those law firm wages, which people don't realize, you know, like when you're in a law firm, like they say, like, here's your annual, but like, think about it, you guys, like there's taxes, right? So if you, and, and then if you have benefits that gets deducted as well, and it's very difficult to save, um, and also maintain, you know, your living on these restrictions on, on such a, on a paycheck like that. So I didn't have like any squirreled away income to start this thing. So the, the dire direness, if that's even a word of this situation was very heavy on me. I had to make it or literally break it. Um, so that's why uh, cost was huge. And so squirreling away whatever I had for what was truly important to get this going was um, just the, the priority. And as I said, like a lot of people think, oh, I need I need like a fancy website. And it's like, I didn't even have a website. I had I used Yelp. And I used Instagram first um, and website and CEO and all these people in that sphere were just too expensive for me. I just did. I, you know, I couldn't do that at that time. So I utilized the free stuff and my own personal page, Lawyer Lifter, to, um, I guess, be the jumping platform for Uplift. And I cold called, you know, I let former uh, clients know, I let all my friends know, I I was out there, you know, doing telephone, because I actually all I had was a telephone and a shitty laptop and um, shitty internet. And that's how Uplift really started was just me making pushing and letting everybody know on my free stuff. Um, that I existed and I was doing something different. Um, and the every time I would get either some work thrown my way or a new client, um, 
I would squirrel that money away. I didn't even have at the time when in year one, when I finally had enough um, money to do a law, um, a website, I didn't even have the enough money to secure upliftlaw.com. That was like at the time, I think they were asking for 300 and I was like, I, I don't have that. I, that could be something else. So, um, I paid, I think either six or $8 on upliftlaw.net. And I'm proud of that because it's like, you know, I didn't, I made a, a decision that like the dot com, like at the end of the day, you know, who cares if it's dot com or dot net? Um, and I didn't even have decent pictures. I look back at my pictures and I, I remember it being like um, favors for free. And that's just how it was. Um, I, there were at the time in 2018, people were still doing business cards. I did spend on that. Um, but a really very, very scrappy, scrappy beginnings. Like you can't even believe even the logo, right? Like that was drawn. I mean, she, a lot of people are like, Oh, are you going? Cause what's very in right now is a revamping the logo. I see that on my client side all the time. They're just like rebrand, rebrand. And I think that's so cool. But because of the, the way that uplift began, like I can't get myself to redo her because it meant so much to think of the logo that you guys see and the, the phrase that was the first of many phrases that really kicks off this brand legal strength at any size. And then, you know, I knew she needed to be a she and I knew she needed to be purple because there was, and that's, I just knew like it needed to be me in the most me without saying, I'm sorry that this is me. Um, so I was literally like, I know, like I would raise eyebrows like, Oh, like it's purple. And it's like this, this woman with a, with a, um, dumbbell in one hand and like the scales are so weird. And it's, you know, I know that people in the beginning didn't take me seriously, but at the end of the day, I had, I had to have this conversation with myself and it's like, if they don't take me seriously, that's their problem. And I'm not going to change because I spent too many years changing myself per law firm I was in. But this was the time where I would put all my eggs in the basket of let me be who I am with my goal and with my calling and let's see what happens. So I think that's another thing um, that those listening who are thinking like, let me do, let me do something. Um, let me start with a solo or a law firm is, you know, you have to be brave and not apologize for um, who you are because the business is going to be who you are. Um, and business is so derived from uh, just basic human characteristics like integrity, um, like, uh, you know, a, a moral compass, gen being genuine, being uh, persevering. So um, that was part of how the scrappy beginnings of Uplift happen. Year one was just me 
trying to cult- trying to hone in um, on the brand, who my clientele was going to be. And I think that it's helpful um, to cast out when you're starting, like, what do you want to accomplish in years one through five? Because I will tell you, I know exactly um, what I want to, what, what I was going to accomplish and where, where I would be in year five and years one through three, I was dedicating to the brand, dedicating to the, to like, what is this about and what kind of clients are coming our way? And like, that's what's happened here in Uplift and year four, I call it legacy building. And that's dedicated to, to the team, which is like, you know, what, what, how are we going to retain? And then how are we going to build uplift for longevity? And um, so that's a little bit about starting a law firm from my perspective. So thanks guys for listening and more on the very early beginnings of uplift law. Thank you for listening to the Lawyer Lifter podcast. You can listen to other podcasts at www.lawyerlifter.com or your favorite podcast apps. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.